Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about technology. I'm a technologist at heart. I spent many hours as a kid building small electronic kits, designing my own circuit boards, and eventually turned that passion into a career as an electrical engineer designing microprocessors and other similar integrated circuits. I'm also fascinated with solar power. As a teenager, I had some small solar cells that were about one inch in size. They were pretty inefficient and would convert about 5% of the power into electricity. Despite all the inefficiencies, I knew solar power would eventually become mainstream and would have the promise of democratizing energy. Anywhere the sun shines, energy can be harnessed. It would no longer be in the hands of those who happen to be lucky enough to sit on lucrative mineral rights. I'm a huge fan of solar energy. My boat has solar panels, and I can go for weeks without plugging into shore power. I love everything about it. So today I'm going to share an analysis of solar power economics that I recently undertook. I do this every now and then because someday soon, I hope, it'll make economic sense to install solar power on every project I undertake. Hasn't happened yet, though. In the early days, solar power largely relied upon government subsidies to make financial sense. The panels were expensive and inefficient. The payback on many installations was over 40 years, and I don't know too many investors who would wait that long for an ROI. So governments created incentives by purchasing electricity at a higher price than it cost to produce electricity or even sell electricity. That shortened the payback period to somewhere between 10 to 20 years in many cases. As solar technologies improved, the panels have become more efficient, and the cost of manufacturing the panels has really come down. Solar is on the cusp of making financial sense on its own. And in response, government subsidies have also been scaled back significantly. Back in 2014, Solar City was the largest residential solar installer in the world. But they were also in a bit of financial difficulty. So they were acquired by Tesla, Elon Musk's company, back in 2016 for $2.6 billion in stock and the assumption of about $3 billion in debt. The sales at Solar City, now a part of Tesla, have been sliding ever since the acquisition. They only installed a third of the number of panels last year, that's 2018, compared with when they were independent. Today, Sunrun has taken over as the largest supplier of installations in the U.S. and has the most compelling economic model. As Tesla has been trying to achieve profitability, they keep changing their sales model. They eliminated door-to-door sales as part of a company restructuring. In some ways, that's a shame because door-to-door sales seems to be the most effective way to sell solar panels in the industry. Tesla's competitors are doing it because it works. The most recent offer from Tesla is for customers to purchase directly from the website in standard 4 kilowatt increments of capacity. The aim is to put customers in a position of cash generation after only putting down a $99 upfront deposit. That way, there should be no reason for someone not to invest in solar generation on their roof. On the Tesla website, you can take out a loan for a 4 kilowatt system that will generate somewhere between six dollars to $800 a year at a cost of $85 a month for 240 months. That's at a 6% interest rate. And if you want Tesla's Powerwall, you're looking at another $58 a month. The entire system will give you 4 kilowatts of power generating capacity and 14 kilowatt hours of storage. But remember, you're only getting somewhere between 4 to 6 hours of useful sunlight each day to produce that kind of power. So if you average the consumption over the entire day, you're only getting about 700 watts of useful power on a sustained basis. That's enough to power your refrigeration, basic lighting, the fan on your furnace, and a few home appliances. The oven is going to need to be powered by the utility, so is the clothes dryer and the air conditioner. The system is enough to power a modest home, but not the highest power appliances. The payback on the system is somewhere in the range of 18 and a half years, depending on the cost of electricity. For example, in Texas, 
you're looking at about 18 and a half years. In California, where electricity is much more expensive, the payback is closer to 10 years. If you add the cost of financing the system at, say, a 5% interest rate, you will certainly experience negative cash flow in the first few years if you're in an area where power is relatively inexpensive like Texas. The first year, you'll be about $18 a month negative cash flow. And by the time you're into year 10, you're cash flow neutral, and then you'll actually make money, positive cash flow from that point forward. If your utility is increasing price at a rate of, say, 3% a year, the transition to positive cash flow happens faster. And if you're in California, where electricity is expensive, you're cash flow positive right from day one because the cost of electricity is so, so high. So depending on where you live, it might make sense or it may not. You obviously want to make sure you're in an area that has enough direct sunlight and in a location where utility prices are extremely high. As you think about that, take a second look at solar. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.